it's a uh, it's a marathon, not a uh, sprint. Mm. So um, we're in it for the long run. You know, we're thinking about making that impact long uh, in the long run um, for a bit in order to make a big scale impact. Because you know, we we both understand that if you want to make a big impact in the world, it's not going to be overnight. And so that's kind of what I would say. Just be ready to be in it for the long haul. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that has uh, grown several businesses into seven and eight figure companies, as well as a founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. And today we have another great guest on the podcast, uh, Chris or Christopher um, Cardenas, is that right? Yeah, Cardenas. Cardenas, close. Um, and, uh, so Chris is uh, always been very or pretty entrepreneur in his own words, and he uh, graduated with a bachelor's in psychology, I believe, and now uh, is uh, has a ma- and also has a master's or is working on master's in instructional psychology and technology. Is that right? Yep, just graduated in April, twenty twenty. Awesome. So just graduated and then uh, loves using online resources and uh, learning about that way as well. And so kind of looking to, as he was looking to combine resources and knowledge and work with friends in that, I've done some, uh, or working on uh, with some iOS and app developers and graduated and doing computer science and working with Microsoft and uh, doing UX design and uh, then entered a business competition, took, uh, I think it was fourth place and uh, decided to uh, make some user, more user-friendly apps and that kind of led to a side hustle that's hoping to turn into a full-time gig. So with that much is hopefully a decent introduction. Welcome yeah. on the podcast, Chris. Thank you so much, Devin. I appreciate that. So I just give maybe a, a very quick run through, but let's uh, go back in time a bit and tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah. So basically, um, my, my friend and I, my friend Robbie have been, uh, and I have been very entrepreneurial ever since we met, um, which is probably about five years ago now, probably six years ago. And, um, he and I had always been, you know, ideating different things we could do and, you know, uh, and whatnot and, you know, how we can make a difference and make an impact in the business realm, you know, and, uh, make a living off of it. Mm. So, um, and he's, he's, a uh, um, very into that as well because, uh, he came from, um, South America to here and he's just a very go-getter type of personality and, you know, that's one of the reasons why I, you know, I like him as my friend because he motivates me to be more go-getter. And, and, and anyway, so um, uh, let me see here. So I had graduated with psychology, like you mentioned, mm. and um, in my bachelor's program and then in my master's recently graduated with instructional technology, sorry, instructional psychology and technology, which is basically a fancy way to say curriculum development. So um we do a lot of things like customer profiling, you know, creating courses, particularly online courses. Um, so, so that let's dive into one question for us. So you got, you know, mentioned always entrepreneur, got your psychology and then instructional psychology and technology. Now, you know, and you're working now with your friend to do some development and uh, doing it, you know, kind of the side hustle with UX design and whatnot. 
Now, when you were going through, how did you guys connect up or how did you guys decide to start to work on things? Or, you know, how was that? Was it, hey, we were both chatting about our love for instructional psychology and that was where it started. One of you guys have an idea for a business or was it kind of just, you know, on a napkin and started to work on it? Or how did you kind of meet up and start to get to going kind of is that prelude to where you guys are at? Yeah, so in my master's program, um, I really got fell in love with the idea of user experience and kind of like user design, uh, particularly for, you know, uh, through technology as a medium. And mm. so um, since my friend Robbie was studying app development, we were like, hey, why don't we enter into this app competition at BYU, right? And mm. so BYU is the school that uh, I, we were going to. Mm. And um, there hey, were 20- I know exactly. That's my alma mater as well. So that's right. Oh, nice. Awesome. So. Yeah, go Cougars, right? That's right. So go ahead. So, um, we were entered into the competition, and uh, everyone only really participates in one team in the competition. There were like 40 to start out who signed up and 22 at the competition. Mm. But um, And so I had used my user experience kind of background from my master's program and he was using his uh, coding and app development experience from his computer science program. Um, And we combined to do this one app, which we called Temple Journal. Basically it's for members of the LDS faith to be able to journal their temple experiences as they go to the temple. Mm. And um, the part of the app competition was that it had to be a good business idea, not just like a cool app people could download. Mm. And so we were thinking about ways we could do that. And so um, we entered the competition out of 22, we got fourth place and we're like, wow, we should really do something with this, you know? And so we we got a little bit of prize money and started to start. uh, We decided to start Unagi Lab. So, so you won the comp or took fourth in the competition, but it kind of gave you that inspiration. So, you know, how did you, a little bit or filling in those gaps a little bit from how did you go from win, or winning the competition decided hey we're going to start this as a business or as a uh, you know kind of a side hustle and with something we want to focus on you know how did you make that how did you make that transition or how did you or form the business or kind of you know fill it fill in a little bit of that gap yeah so since it was pretty seamless because um, it had been a gradual progression for a long time since we've always been talking about like either our own um, entrepreneurial ideas or like stuff we could probably do together. And mm. so once we did this competition, we had already been talking about if this is successful, maybe this could be our thing, right? Mm. And so um, once we got fourth place, then we were like, okay, let's do this, you know? And that's mm. when we made the official decision, really. And um, Robbie, he's so sorry. One more question is to fill in yep. on that. So you uh-huh. say, let's do this, but you know, was how did you decide what this was, right? So you have a successful competition. You said, hey, we made a cool app. You know, people, it was success, or you know, did well in the competition. It was fun to work together. But how did you say, you know, how did you decide, okay, now what is this or what are we going to work on? Um, I guess it's because once we, um, you know, I, we, I guess we had both always been looking for like a window, right? A window of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so um, this was that window. And he had something that also made it easy was that he um, had been working on some uh, app development projects already throughout his computer science experience 
mm. uh, in his program. So he was like, hey, Chris, you know, why don't we just continue to do this? And then, you know, as we start to service clients and start to get up and running, we could even do our own ideas, right? Mm. And stuff like that. So uh, does that kind of help answer the question? Sure. The yeah, no, I just was, just was curious because, you know, sometimes it's easy to say, hey, <laughs> we know we did this and then we jumped over to this. But a lot of that, you know, how do you land on, you know, you work, you find people you like to work with, you have projects, you know, that were successful or fun in the past. And then how do you say, you know, kind of take that next step or figure out how you want to join forces or what you want to focus your time and attention on. So that was kind of what I was diving in. I think that answers the question. So we're just curious. So go or go ahead with your journey. Yeah, so um, basically after that, we were like, okay, so we were really excited to start to ideate a lot of things. And man, has it been one rough ride since then, right? Mm. So um, we're like, okay, so in order to find clients, we're looking into, okay, what what had you and your friends been doing in order to get your clients and um, in your program? And how can we kind of launch this and get get started up in, a, yeah. you know, outside of school? So um since then we've done a lot of things from you know cold contacting to you know uh reaching out to friends and people we know and now we're just kind of in the grind of getting clients you know and just kind of continuing to build and grow Mm. no that makes sense so now as you now so as you're looking at said okay we figured out now remind me you touched on lightly kind of what maybe for the audience what is that business or what are you guys working on trying to bring clients on and grow is it Right. app development and making user-friendly apps or is it a bit more of seo or is it a bit more of both or kind of what do you guys focus on and what is that kind of going forward that you're uh, trying or working to get clients on yeah so when we were looking into our competition right other you know bigger names in, in utah and more established companies we were thinking how can we provide value to the mobile app development space particularly because mobile app development is pretty saturated right mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, people's phones are already saturated just with apps enough, right? And so um, this is, people may think, you know, it's pretty late to get into the mobile app development business, right? Mm. So we were thinking to ourselves, what can we do in order to stand out, right? And Mm. so we looked into our competition and we downloaded their apps onto our phones and we kind of like looked through their experience. We just happened to kind of, feel you know what this, this kind of feels like a little bit of an older design or it doesn't feel and and newer apps too right mm. it kind of feels like you know i feel like we could have made this better by doing this you know putting uh positioning it this way emphasizing this more and whatnot and we're like we were surprised actually that these bigger established mobile app development companies were not you know didn't meet our expectations in terms of like what we thought how we would have done it right and mm. so we were thinking, why don't we make these awesome apps with like such a cool, sleek design and a great user experience, making the purpose of the app really obvious so that the customer can, or the user of the app can um, uh, interact with the app in a seamless way. And then if we can get our clients to see that, you know, and, and see that, that value, then that will help them realize and, and rave about our service. And that's how we can, we're hoping to provide value in the app development space. No, I, I mean, that makes uh, complete sense. So now as you, now as you're, you know, kind of have that in mind, you kind of define the, it, the, um, the pro the business and kind of what you guys want to dive into and where you're headed next. 
you know, looking at the next six to 12 months, you touched on it a little bit, you know, briefly, as far as, you know, lining up clients working to, you know, get their business on and develop thing, you know, develop the business, kind of where do you see the next uh, six to 12 months going for you guys? So definitely just continuing a lot of uh, uh, reaching out to businesses and entrepreneurs, because we, we want to focus more on entrepreneurs, since that's been more of the clientele that we've been servicing recently, and that has been showing more potential, you know, meeting with us and, um, uh, you know, the couple of clients we've started with uh, just in this past year. And so we want to focus on entrepreneurs who are, have this awesome idea that we can make a reality, you know. And they're like, you know, I really want to go all in with this. And um, that gives us fuel because we're like, we want to make this awesome experience. And um, with a a bigger company, you know, we could still do that as well. Um, However, it it doesn't have that same kind of like inventive kind of drive to it. And so since it's already been our our clientele to start off with, you know, we're figuring, okay, let's just kind of dive, dive right into this niche market and then obviously expand after that. Okay. No, it makes perfect sense. So, well, now, as we as we get towards the, the end of the podcast, or to start to gone through your journey, um, you know, always have two questions I ask towards the end. Um, so we'll jump to those now. So the first question I always ask is: So along the journey, then you get, you know you guys are still in and are taking. What's been the worst business decision you ever made, and what did you learn from it? So, um, in thinking about this question, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I think the worst would be probably just focusing on one. Um, uh, what's it called? Like not diversifying enough in terms of, you know, looking for clients. For example, when I was first doing it, I was like, you know, just kind of, um, we had seen a little bit of potential in some small to medium sized businesses in Utah restaurants. Right. And so we were like, I was just like diving all in in restaurants, right. Maybe this restaurant or that restaurant, you know, and this and that. And then I realized, wait a second, I keep on going to the food industry, you know, but mm. that may not be the best thing to do, right? Particularly mm. because the food industry is not as, you know, uh, pre- well prepared for, you know, a lot of small to medium sized businesses are not really well prepared in terms of finances for uh, a mobile app. However, um, and so I was like, we should, uh, you know, look into other, di- into diversifying, you know, our search as well. And so started to go into a lot of different, um, industries, you know, real estate, uh, me- medical, dentistry, things like that. And so um, mm. we're, st- we're starting to see a little bit of success in terms of like small loan companies. Mm. And so we're kind of like going into those like small to medium sized business uh, for loans. Um, and then on top of that, you know, I was only thinking, I didn't even diversify enough in terms of ways to for clients to find us, right? I was just going into me reaching out to all these different clients, which is probably how the first hundred, first thousand clients are going to come. But mm. then also, you know, doing SEO, right? I was like, I completely put SEO on the side and I should be, I should have been doing that in addition to this, like, you know, cold contacting. And so mm. just not diversifying enough in terms of uh, reaching out to different types of clients, as well as allowing clients to find us. Okay. No, it makes sense. And, you know, that one's always, 
it's a hard balance as a startup in the sense that you diversify too much. If you try and be everything to everybody, you're nothing to nobody, right? And as the old saying goes, right. because you, you, you're too, your, your message becomes too muddled. Nobody knows what you're actually good at or what you actually do. And yet by the same point, if you don't cast a wide enough net, if you niche down too much to the point that, yes, we have a niche, but you know it's so narrow that there's only five customers that we could ever land and four of them are already employing somebody else, then it makes it hard. So it is always kind of that... You know, how broad do you go? How many, do, you know, what verticals do you chase after? Or what industries do you go at? And then how do you tackle that? So I think that that certainly makes sense what you're saying. So now as we jump to the second question, which is if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Definitely. It's a, it's a marathon, not a uh, sprint. Mm. So, um we're in it for the long run. You know, we're thinking about making that impact long uh, in the long run um, for a bit in order to make a big scale impact. Because you know, we we both understand that if you want to make a big impact in the world, it's not going to be overnight. And so that's kind of what I would say: just be ready to be in it for the long haul. No, and I think that's good advice. And I, I think it's one where. Everybody knows that in theory, but in, in reality, it's always, you know, you always watch the shows or you read the books and it feels like, hey, everybody else is an overnight success and they made millions of dollars and it wasn't much work. And, you know, they, they got that viral video or they just happened to have the right advertising or whatever it is. And in reality, 99% of the businesses are that marathon where you're just going to have to say, hey, we're going to build something. We're going to put in the effort, we're going to put in the time and it's going to be worthwhile, but it's not just going to be a simple turnaround or a quick fix or a quick, you know, get rich quick scheme. And so I think to that point, being ready for doing that as a marathon and being ready to invest the time and effort needed is, is one that differentiates people that are startups and small businesses successful from those that don't make it anywhere. Exactly. Well, if people want to now check out your services, they want to connect up with you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an investor, they want to be a employee, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to connect up with you? So my personal email is just chris at unagilab.org, so C-H-R-I-S at unagilab.org, or they could contact us on our website, unagilab.org. All right. Well, I definitely reach or encourage people to reach out, find out more and appreciate you coming on the podcast. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you want to come or apply to be a guest on the podcast, just go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on. If you're a listener, also make sure to click subscribe so you hear all of our new awesome episodes, as well as leave us a review so that we can make sure that uh, the podcast gets shared with everybody else. And last but not least, if you ever need help with uh, your patents or trademarks, feel free to reach out to us at Miller IP Law. Just go to strategymeeting.com and we're always here to help. Thank you again, Chris. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun to have you on and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thanks. Thanks so much. Likewise. 